Welcome everyone to the Style and Inspiration Workshop, how to get started on your next design project. My name is Amanda Gates and I am an interior designer in Nashville, Tennessee. My goal with this class today is to teach you the five key tips to get your project started off right. We're going to discuss what style is, why a home needs style, how to determine what your style is, how to develop a plan with direction, and the tools that are necessary to put your inspirations into action all while staying focused. Let's get started. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the class today. To get started, we're going to talk about what style is. Basically what style is, is it's the process of creating something. It's really about a means of expression to really show your likes and dislikes. It's a way that exudes your personality and who you are at the core. It's uniquely your own. So when it comes to choosing style, a lot of times people will say that they don't know what their style is or what they want to put in their own home. But when you go shopping, say, for clothes or something, you automatically know at least what you don't want. Am I right? I mean, you at least know what it is that you don't uh, like, whether it's colors, textures, maybe the way certain clothes fit. Style with your home is pretty much the same thing. It's just really about honing in on the things that you truly love and the things that you want to put in your own home that really show to your guest who you are and where you've been. That's something that's important too. Why do you need style in your home? Style sets your home apart. It really shows your guest who you are, who you've been, and gives your home depth and character. It gives your home a direction. A lot of times when I'm working with clients, they'll talk about how they can't achieve that flow or they're trying to get flow throughout their home. And that's basically, um, style is basically the glue that puts it all together. It, it basically, it's the, the core piece that really allows your home to have that ethereal thing called flow. It's that core element that goes throughout the house. It's not necessarily that it has to be a color palette or one certain thing, but it's while you're walking through that house, the style is what carries through and really allows your home um, to have that feeling of as you go through one space to another it, it easily graduates which is what I like to call. Um, style gives your home a direction and gives you order. Um, this slide that I have here that I have up now um, is basically a typical space. It is a uh, what I would call a Brentwood basement. Um, it's got wood paneling on all four walls. It's also on the ceiling with wood beams. Uh, it's a very 1970s room. Um, and I would say most homes in America have this type of room. Um, the after picture is basically a great example of what style can do to a home. What I've done here is I've taken this space and for those who are listening to the recording who are not looking at the slides, um, the before and after is basically a room that is fully paneled uh, and the after room has been uh, painted completely white. Um, there's a beautiful black uh, sofa. Uh, it's actually a um, rattan sofa that is painted black with white cushions, a beautiful sisal rug, uh, artwork and mirrors, and it basically looks like two completely spaces. But by bringing in that style and the personality of the homeowner, it's completely changed the context of this room. 
This particular client happened to uh, collect very special books. Um, they were encyclopedias. So that's what style exudes. Style is about your personal preferences. As homeowners, um, I don't particularly care to uh, collect encyclopedias. Um, I've got a client who collects bells. I've got uh, clients who will uh, collect teacups. Um, to each their own uh, is a saying and it's basically a true statement for style. Um, the reason why you want those items in your home is because we all don't want the same things and when somebody comes over to your home and they see things like in this particular room uh, encyclopedias they know that that's something that's special to you and you've used them in your decor um, and really given that space personality by your own personal preferences. The next few slides that I have are just actual uh, examples of various different styles and again for those who are listening to the recording um, it's basically just showing how no two spaces are alike. Um, it's really about honing in on the colors and the things that you like um, to help you get focused on your next project that you're working on. You basically want to um, look for things that you're attracted to and things that you like to really start honing in on what your style is before you even get started on your design project. Without getting these core pieces of this foundation started, what's going to end up happening is, is you're going to get into overwhelm. Think about how many times you've started on a project and you skip three steps. Um, it's like baking. Um, you can't throw in um, some eggs and let's say baking soda without the flour it's not going to bake, it's not going to turn out right. So that's the whole idea about basically being very methodical about when you're working on a project the first thing that you want to do is determine what your style is and even if you don't know exactly what your style is you know what you like and you know what you don't like so start there. Um, and again these pictures that I have up um, the slides that we're going through now are just showing various different types of rooms um, everything from a contemporary space to a transitional space um, to a monochromatic which means it's all the same color um, but it's just examples to show that we all like different things and while uh, like this last slide here is a completely blue room I'm not a particular fan of blue, but I've had clients in the past that love blue. So that is an excellent starting point for determining your style. It's all about your personal tastes. One of my favorite quotes um, regarding style is from Jan Showers. Um, one thing that I always say about style is you the style is really a way for you to find your unique voice, um, and it's through your home. And this quote by Jan Showers it really rings true to my heart when it comes to interior design. Um, many of us will go out and uh, we will purchase shelter magazines like uh, House Beautiful or Traditional Home or we'll stay in say the West End and, and we start to get uh, what I call infiltrated with outside sources telling us what we think that we want as um, design for our spaces and so this is where this quote comes uh, to play. 
Uh, as Jan says, many furniture designers and manufacturers have shown progressively less attention to detail, contributing to the unfortunate trend of houses resembling generic spaces like hotel rooms, shelter magazines, etc., filled with bland, undetailed, and easily copied furniture. And that's from Jan's uh, book, Glamorous Rooms. And as a designer, I see this over and over and over again where uh, people will pick up a shelter magazine or they will um, stay at a space. Um, I had a client that stayed at the Weston and the Palm Springs area and she was just um, over the moon about how the feeling of uh, the space was. And so she wanted to capture that. Now, when it comes to style, the way that the space makes you feel is an incredibly important um, thing that you want in your own home, uh, especially from a feng shui perspective. It, you know, I, that's something that um, rings true to me as far as how the home feels. But uh, when you get infiltrated uh, as to you're basically being told what you should and shouldn't like and what is and isn't popular, you have to be very, very um, careful about what you let in and what you allow to um, basically tell you what your style is. What has happened with this new trend, I would say within like the last 15 years or so, um, furniture, excuse my language, but furniture has really become shit. Um, it's poorly made, it's mass produced, most of it is now made over, chi over in uh, China, and so um, there is no longer an honoring um, or a pride of ownership in the pieces that we own. Um, and unfortunately, that has sacrificed our style. Uh, so the clients that I work with, I often encourage um, when we're starting on a project is to start with our style and work on it. You know, style, uh, this first section of when you're doing a home can be very unsexy because um, it is very methodical and you do need to do it in steps. And what happens is, is we get really, really excited and we want to start on the project and we want to skip the, the first three or four steps and we just want to run out to the furniture stores and we just want to start buying. And that's the worst mistake that you can make because by step, basically missing those steps um, and basically not going through the motion of um, the way that the project should start so that you get your uh, thoughts organized and a, a clear direction of what you want to do, that's when you start making costly mistakes. And if you do it too quickly, you are really easily influenced by what is immediately in front of you. And so your own style gets diluted, if that makes sense. So this next slide that I have up, um, is basically a very, very generic space. We've got brown walls, brown bedding, brown draperies. Um, there's a white coverlet, very simple lamps. But this room basically looks like a hotel room, does it not? Yeah, yeah, it does. So the problem is, is that many of our spaces have come to look like this because it's what we see, it's what we pick up on. Even if it's on a subconscious level, that we're being told that this is what uh, the end thing is and this is how we want to live our life. Um, and this may ring true to you. This may actually be the way that you want your space to, to look and feel, which is perfectly okay. 
but a lot of times um, we as homeowners we see something so commonly out there and we see it over and over and over again that it starts to infiltrate our our excuse me our ideas and so it ends up in our own homes and we don't necessarily like it so when it comes to your style spend some time on it start putting together which we'll get into the the next section but start putting those ideas together in one place whether it's a binder or foam core or whatever it is that's what we want to start doing but we'll talk about that in a minute um, so the reason that style is important, um, and in this next slide we've got uh, a beautiful example of the same bedroom but with completely different decor. We've got a beautiful tufted bed, uh, gold gilded mirrors, uh, starburst mirrors that are above it with beautiful white uh, chest nightstands on the side with beautiful silver hardware, um, beautiful white curvy beautifully curvy lamps with drum shades um, beautiful cream chairs with custom pillows blue custom drapery um, textured carpet a beautiful crystal floor lamp we're looking at the same exact space but completely designed with style and purpose we've taken the same idea of the core elements that we would consider normal in a bedroom or expected in a bedroom but we've added style to it we've added texture we've added personality to this room and all this takes is just a little bit of time to really think about what it is that what you want and what you like so how do you narrow it down there's especially today we are inundated with so many ideas and there's so much information that's out there this is where I've come up with my um, three uh, steps pyramid number one instant gratification stops here I am so tired of seeing people uh, run to TJ Maxx or home goods or wherever it is that they run to um, they don't have a plan or a direction they run to the store and they buy something for the sake of buying something for the sake of putting it on their whatever it is table nightstand uh, floor whatever it is um, the question is is do you need it number two get rid of the clutter this was a big thing when I moved here to the south I'm uh, born and raised in California professionally trained I got my design degree in California um, and I uh, learned uh, when I got out of design school the very first firm that I went to was a very traditional California boutique uh, design firm um, the designs that we do are more about the textures and the style of those spaces rather than the crap that goes in them and I say crap because nowadays a lot of people are just buying things for the sake of buying things and not buying things of quality we'll get to that in a second I know I keep I, <laughs> I keep putting out my my strong opinions here but uh, we're gonna talk about the why in a minute and then lastly on my pyramid of how to narrow it down is want versus need um, that trip that I was just talking about when you run to uh, TJ Maxx or wherever it is that you run to do you want it or do you need it 
does it fit into the space? Now that you have a better idea of what style is, now we're going to talk about how to get it by using these three core ideas of we're not going to buy things with the instant gratification because what ends up happening? What do you end up doing? Nine times out of ten when I have a client that runs to the store and they're with their girlfriends, they're in a buying frenzy, they're excited, woohoo, we're going to buy stuff. What ends up happening? You go right back to the store and you return it. Now think about the course of a year. Well, let's just talk about a course of over six months. Let's just say you do that five times. That's five hours of your time buying, purchasing, or buying and returning. Driving it home, taking it back. That's a waste of your time. Now think about if you had a plan. Do you think you'd do that same thing? Uh-uh. You wouldn't. So get rid of the clutter. We, we want to have a plan so that we eliminate that clutter element. Um, again, talking about the feng shui, the clutter is very poor for feng shui. It weighs you down. It weighs down your home. We have enough chaos in our house. We have enough chaos in our lives. We don't need additional clutter. So only surround yourself with elements of meaning. Find things that inspire and support your mood. Find things that uplift you and get rid of the shit. Again, I apologize for my language, but get rid of the shit. We accumulate things like no other society that I've ever seen. I mean, we just, I've got clients that literally I will go into their home and they will have a pile on their counter that they haven't gone through in probably a month. And I will go back to that house a month later, two months later, and that pile will still be there. So how do you think that makes them feel? How does that make you feel if this is your own home, if I'm talking to you? How does that make you feel every time you walk past that counter? What do you think you do? <sighs> I really need to go through that. Man, I should organize that. Oh my God, there's so much stuff in that pile. I really should go through that. Think about the energy that you're exuding. You think it's good? It's not necessarily bad. But you definitely feel weighted down by it. Definitely don't feel good when you walk by it. Now, take that same feeling. Let's say we go through that same pile. We throw away the things that we don't need. We file the rest of it. We put everything else away. Now when you walk by that same space, feel pretty good, don't you? And we're just talking a small pile. Think about our entire houses, how cluttered they can get, and how that psychologically affects you. One of my favorite things about style is just talking, I, I always like to um, add this little uh, side note bonus tip in uh, on suitability. We definitely uh, want you to have style and we want you to have a home that has this uh, flow that we've been talking about as you go through the home. But there's also this thing called suitability. Don't rush out and buy items in haste. This goes back to that instant gratification. Just because you absolutely love something and it is stylish, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's suitable for your space. So this is a little bit of an oxymoron of what I've been talking about of only buy things that you absolutely love. And now I'm telling you, well, don't buy everything that you love. I have to say this little side note. Um, the slide that I currently have up, um, is a bedroom. 
It's a beautiful space, brick wall in the back, uh, beautiful lamps, um, very neutral palette, and there is a ostrich, a real stuffed ostrich with its wings in full span above the headboard. I have to bring in this note about suitability because in this particular space this was something that the husband went um, I think he went on a, a trip um, I want to say to India but I'm not a hundred percent sure but he went on a trip and he found um, this ostrich absolutely loved it brought it home and for whatever reason placed it above their bed now I'm all for putting things that you absolutely love into your home and using them in a whimsical way but unfortunately this is not suitable to have something that you love like this and to put a, an animal like this up above your bed to me this is not suitable I think that there could be a much better place to put this so that it's much more chic and stylish so I just like to add that little side note just <laughs> as, a, as a warning of uh, uh, there are very few uh, don'ts when it comes to design but this is definitely that I would say one with caution so now that we have a little bit better idea of style and what it is and how we want to start determining what our style is the next thing is inspiration we want to get kind of that idea of what our style is and what we do like so that we know what to look for now we can start hitting the books now we can start find, finding that inspiration um, and starting to get that spark of creativity and get those juices flowing and get excited um, some of my favorite places to look for inspiration well I'm a designer I mean I, I'm that kid that when you you'll see me in a restaurant where I'm like sitting down in the booth and my friends and family are talking to me and you know I'm looking up at the ceiling I'm looking at the walls I'm looking all over the place because I am getting inspired by everything from the dishware to the flatware to the sconces on the wall to the fireplace brick I mean you name it it inspires me so anything can really spark that creativity but some common things that um, my clients love are magazines um, photographs art dishware is a great especially antique dishware um, dishware is great to get color palettes off of and, and um, find chic combinations that you may not have thought of um, and then two really big ones that are online are Pinterest and house um, those are a great source of inspiration and a lot of people like those because they're easy um, and they've got great um, applications to save the photos which is great to get everything in one spot so now again now that we've got kind of an idea of what our style is and um, where we're going to start getting inspired now the question is is what the heck do we do with all this hang on one second I'm going to take a sip of water here so now what we want to do is now that we have this information of um, how to better hone in on what our style is um, and now that we've got a great place for getting inspired and what's going to get those creative juices flowing now we want to develop what's called a mood board and many of you have probably seen these um, it's very uh, common uh, what people will do a lot of times during the course of a year is they might put together what's called a vision board and a mood board is essentially the same thing um, I like to call them a brain dump I, I, I will typically do 
um, two to three different boards for a space because I like to edit things down. And the first one is what I would consider a brain dump. This first board can include anything and everything that inspires you. So like this slide that I have up now, we've got everything from a black and white sofa to an emerald sequence dress uh, to a coral necklace. Um, we've got shoes, beautiful rings, paint chips. We've got a whole bunch of different items on this mood board. And this is a starting point for me. I utilize everything. Uh, fashion is a great way to get inspired because fashion is about three to six months ahead of everything else. And they're the ones that really, it's the lay of the land of what's about to come. Whatever the color palettes that are typically shown in fashion, as far as fabrics go, they're the ones that are really off starting off that trend. So this is a mood board that I've created to get me started on this. This is the uh, project that um, I worked on here in Brentwood and basically this is a mid-century space and you can see I've got um, yellow bookshelves, I've got emeralds, I've got blues, I've got basically all of those items that I had on that mood board and now I'm starting to hone in on what I want that space to look like, where I want to put those items in. So again this would be more of my second mood board. And you don't necessarily have to do this many but you definitely need a, a space where you can edit down because eventually what we're going to do is we're going to then take this and, and build it into a binder. So here's a great example of a mood board and a finished space that I've done. Um, and for the listeners who are listening to the audio, this is um, a project that I've actually put up on my blog. So I would recommend that you go to the blog to um, see this. I think I've also put this up on Facebook. Um, but this is a great example of a mood board. And what's really great about this mood board is it shows that just because it was on the original mood board, doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be in the final space. The idea of a mood board is to keep you focused, to keep you on track so that you are basically looking for say five items instead of 45 items. It just helps you to eliminate overwhelm. So in this mood board um, there are a lot of key elements that have stayed in the space. The lamp, the sofa, the ottoman, um, but there's some things that you can see have been tweaked, like the area rug that I originally picked for the mood board is a beautiful black and white herringbone. Well, I found a black and white striped rug, which is very similar to the original from Crate and Barrel, and it was only $300. The original rug was $1,200. So in this case, it was worth it um, to do the less expensive option because it helped us free up some cash for another item. It actually ended up becoming the artwork, which is why the artwork on the mood board is different than the final space. But the reason why you want to have a plan like this is it helps you get your focus, come up with an overall idea of what you want to spend on those items. And so when something is less expensive and you have a plan, that's when it makes sense to buy a less expensive item. It doesn't make sense to buy a less expensive item for the sake of buying a less expensive item. You want to have a plan. I would rather you take six months to a year to finish this space. I know it's ghastly to think that, you know, because most everybody wants to do everything right now. But I would rather you buy quality items that are going to last and that you're going to be proud of and you're going to feel really great when you're in that space rather than buying something because it was cheap and inexpensive and it 
gets it in the space right now. That doesn't work because then you're not going to like it as much. It's going to pill. It's going to fall apart. It might stain. And then again, think about that energy. Think about how that's going to feel for you. Oh, shoot, you know, I was going to buy this one, but we ended up buying this one and, you know, it's falling apart and it's fraying on the corners and it stains really bad and we trip on it. And, you know, we the one that we wanted, um, you know, was better quality and it was stain proof. And but this one was cheaper. So you, you see what I'm doing here? What ends up happening is, is you talk yourself into the shoulda, coulda, wouldaves, basically, and if you would have just purchased the original whatever XYZ item it was, it only hurts once. That first initial payment is the only thing that hurts. I think it was uh, Donatella Versace that had a famous quote about that, that uh, the price only hurts uh, once, but the quality is, is what lasts forever, something along those lines. And it, that it's so true because six months from now, you're not going to remember that you spent, you know, $300, $500, $1,000 on whatever it is. What you are going to remember is that every single day you're using that item and how it performs and the results that you get with your family and your lifestyle, that's every single day. That first initial purchase is not. All right. So combining style and inspiration, now that we know um, what our style is and we've started formulating this uh, inspiration and putting together our thoughts, what do we want to do with it? Well, now that we've got this board, uh, I always recommend building a, a binder with your mood board and all the items that inspire you. This will keep you help you keep um, clear about what it is that you want. It helps you keep focus and the most key ingredient of all of this is it helps you shop effectively. This is the most important thing because this is the number one thing where I see every project go off the rails is you get excited, you go out in a frenzy, you get yourself worked up in a froth and you're like, woo, we're going to shop, we're going to buy things and then they don't fit, they don't work, they're falling apart, you know, or they were too expensive so now you can't finish the, you know, whatever it is. This is why we want this very methodical process in the beginning of the project because it helps you stay on track. So now that we've got our style and we've got our inspiration and we've started putting together this mood board and we have this really good idea of direction that we want to uh, go in this space, when it comes time to purchase these keys, uh, we've got four here, four key things that are very important. Always have your plan when you're purchasing and ask yourself these four questions. Is this a part of your plan? This is why I always uh, tell people to have mood boards and to uh, put stuff in a binder. Um, you can also put things on a key ring. You know, whatever works for you, whatever makes it simple for you and easy to access, you know, do what works best for you. But first, ask yourself when you're out purchasing or ready to purchase and you're at a store, is this a part of your room's plan? Most importantly, do you love this item? Does it really uplift your mood? Does it make you happy? Does it make you giggle? Um, you know, it, 
this is a, a this is what I was talking about earlier about those random purchases that I have clients do though run to home goods they're with a bunch of girlfriends and all their girlfriends are buying and so you yourself get in a buying frenzy like well they're buying stuff I've got to buy stuff too and so you know you buy some little trinket little pot something oh this will look good here or there and then you get a home and you're like you got buyer's remorse like oh well it's you know it's not really great I'm not really crazy about it and sometimes you'll return it and then other times you get too busy life gets in the way and then you know a year goes by and you're like ah eh, yeah you know I bought that pot and I got it for 20 bucks or whatever it is and you know it doesn't really do anything for you that's just shit sitting in your home I mean if it doesn't lift you up or make you feel good or um, make you giggle or, or really affect your mood or uplift you in some way get rid of it it is not serving you number three are you looking at the object or are you looking at the price? This is a big one um, since the turn of the economy. This has been a real big one. Um, this is another uh, thing for the listeners um, who have this audio is that uh, I recently put up, I think I put it up maybe last October, um, how to eliminate the DIY mindset. Um, I had a client who hired me to basically put together a mood board for her. I, I've been working with her for about eight years and I was very um, comfortable with what her style was and the direction that she was going and so she hired me to help her with her project and she just didn't have the time to put it all together. She just basically wanted me to put together the overall plan and tell her where to purchase everything. So I put everything together for her and she gets it and uh, about four months later I get a phone call and she's like, it looks like crap I just don't like it it's not working and so I was like alright well let me go out there let's take a look at it let's see what we can do well five of the key elements in the space the cocktail table the area rug the lamps the art were nothing that I picked out they weren't even similar the rug being the the biggest thing I had picked out a very bright uh, aqua white and lime green area rug and she bought a very dark brown uh, and black rug it looked awful in the space because we had gray walls gray sofas and a white chair and she bought a brown rug and I said um, so where did this rug come from this wasn't a part of the original plan this isn't this doesn't even look like the original rug and uh, she was so excited and she said well I went down uh, to Louisiana and the, there was a big furniture store down there and they had a big old sale and it's a Karistan and it's a 9 by 12 and I picked it up for a thousand dollars I couldn't believe how cheap it was and yes that's that's very inexpensive for a Karistan it was originally a $4100 rug the problem is that she got sucked into the price and not the style and look of, of what the rug did to the room completely ruined the overall look so back to the original third key here are you looking at the object or are you looking at the price because in this situation we ended up having to scrap the rug uh, we sold it on Craigslist I think she got four hundred dollars for it maybe and we ended up buying the original rug which was twelve hundred so it ended up being a costly mistake because she had to pay for my time sell that original rug and then buy the uh, original rug that we had uh, wanted to get originally. So that's a lot of time and money that's wasted. That you know, if she just 
even if you don't have the money, you know, just wait. Save up and, and get the item that you want because it's not worth it to buy something uh, price over product. And lastly, does it support your lifestyle and really reflect your personality? This is really important because um, this goes back to suitability. Just because you love something doesn't necessarily mean that it works in the space. Um, for example, if you, you know, have always wanted a white rug, but you've got a newborn, you know, it's probably not the time to have a white rug. Um, I've had that where clients, I actually had it where a client had wanted a white sofa her entire life. And so um, luckily I talked her into purchasing an upgraded fabric that was four times the amount of money that she wanted to spend. But two days after the sofa had been delivered, her three-year-old son took markers to the sofa cushion and put a smiley face on it. So luckily, because I had been working with her, we had purchased the right item. But in context, if she had just gone out and purchased a white sofa with just normal white fabric on it, that would not have been suitable for her lifestyle, not with small children. So it's always important to think about the things that you're purchasing. You have to think about your lifestyle and how you live. And that goes with everything, whether it's it's actual products, colors, whatever. Um, you have to think about how you live your life. And, and, you know, if you're a very casual person, then buying something very, very fancy obviously isn't going to fit and vice versa. So always think about that. So... Style is about living your best life amongst the things that bring you the most joy. So going back to that whole idea of, you know, just buying things that really uplift your spirit. Your home should reflect who you are and not your neighbor, not your family members, or not who you were 20 years ago. It's about a lifestyle, not a life cycle. So this is one of my own quotes. Um, this is really important when I'm working with a client. And I talk, if you're avid readers of my blog, I talk about lifestyle versus life cycle a lot. Um, a lifestyle is living amongst things that you absolutely love and you love being home. A life cycle is where you can literally walk through your house and it's like a graveyard. It's a graveyard of furniture past. Um, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I go into a home and, you know, I've got clients who are like, oh yeah, we've got, you know, this dresser. In fact, this really happened. I, I had a client who was like, yeah, we picked up this dresser on the side of the road. It was in the trash dumpster and it was missing a leg and the drawers are all crappy, but I don't know why we've just, we've had it for like 20 years now. We just keep dragging it from house to house and then we walked down the hallway and she had another like a lamp that had like a broken lamp shade and like it was it was literally like <laughs> walking through a war story with this gal um, but it was truly a life cycle she had cycles of this is my 20s this is my 30s this is my 40s and it's one thing if those pieces are sentimental to you and really the stories are beautiful and they make your heart skip a beat but it's one thing if it does that versus if it's oh well yeah we have this and we have that and I don't know why we haven't gotten rid of it and you know this particular client her husband was a surgeon so there was absolutely no reason why they shouldn't have started buying over the years some really good quality pieces and they just hadn't gotten around to it so um, 
big difference once we started clearing out some of those items and really putting some really great pieces in that they loved and enjoyed. Man, what a difference the energy was in their home and how they felt about it. Um, it's a difference of really honoring your space and honoring your home and being delighted by the pieces that surround you. That is a lifestyle. So when finding these items as you start to edit it down and, and start to put together um, your inspirations and, and honing down it's time to get organized now it's time to take those items and build what I call a decorating toolkit and again this is something that um, it really depends on your personal preferences and how you like to stay organized and what works best for you I typically tell people to do a binder because it holds more things but again if a key ring or something like that works better for you you know do what's gonna work the best build a book um, it, it can be a binder but you can put your pages in there um, I always tell people to take pictures of their um, like with your phone you can take pictures with the uh, phone of your inspiration boards, your mood boards, and then you can print those off and put them in your binder. But your plan book will, will basically keep you focused and organized while you shop and it helps keep you on track. So if you know that you're looking for a dresser and you know the approximate sizes of what you're looking for, instead of looking at all 40 of the dressers that are in the furniture store or online, you're looking at two or three because you're focused. Does that make sense? yeah so building a decorating toolkit from your inspiration uh, and and style um, you want to start putting together your room plan any checklist this is a great time to formulate a budget if you know approximately the items that you need you can you know you can easily pop online and just see what the average cost of those items are and keep that in your book to help keep you on track um, you want to include your style and inspiration photos, anything that, you know, just really sing to you. Um, any working drawings that you have, any existing pieces. That's a, that's a really important thing. If you're working with a room and you've got existing pieces that are working, take photos of them and bring them with you. I cannot tell you how many clients that I have that have walked past a piece of, you know, Louis the 15th furniture for 43 years 45 years and they cannot remember what the darn hardware on the the chest looks like or they can't remember what the knobs look like in the buffet that they've had in their dining room for 25 years am I right yeah yeah so make sure that you have pictures of those items with you or at least take some notes because I guarantee you I don't care if you have that piece in your house for 10 years you probably have forgotten of what it looks like and write down the dimensions as well because you can always move that stuff around have a checklist of the things that you are looking for and any kind of additional notes and then again any um, just estimates of how much you want to spend on those items it's always good to have that just to help you keep on uh, keep you on track and, and give you an idea of what it is that you want to put in there and this can be done on a key ring or anything that's small and any type of fabrics or anything like that it's always good to have that stuff with you because when you go to a furniture store you're more likely to look for the items you need rather than the things that you don't need and it's also great like when you are out with your girlfriends and you're shopping you don't get yourself worked up in that froth and that frenzy of buying something for the sake of buying something you're actually shopping for the things that you need for your space 
And you're also putting items in your space that really speak to you because you now know what your style is, what inspires you, and what makes you happy. And that is, a, that is truly designing a space correctly. Whew, that was a lot of information, was it not? Are there any questions? Oh, yes, that's a good one. Um, how do you add trendy colors? Um, it really depends on, this goes back to your style and what it is that you truly like to have and, and, and surround you. I always use my mother as an example because my mother from, uh, gosh, as long as I can remember, my mother has loved mint green. She has never veered away from mint green. So if my mother were to come to me and say, I want to paint the kitchen red, I would know that she had been infiltrated by something and something had, um, she had seen something somewhere and veered off her, her true path. So, um, when it comes to trendy colors, I always say to stick, uh, you know, with your investment pieces with the more of the, um, neutrals quality pieces. And then if you want to add trend colors, like, you know, let's say you pick up a magazine and aqua is everywhere, which it is, um, or emerald or something, and you want to add that color in. Um, there's absolutely no reason why you can't do it. Just do it in, in small accent pieces that are easy to change out and easy for you to um, not spend too much money on. So things like pillows, throws, uh, vases, just small things, but if they're strong pops of color, they'll work beautifully. Yeah, yeah. Is brass still stylish? Um, well, actually, brass is coming back in a big way. It's more of an antiqued brass. It's no longer the shiny brass. Um, it, it just really depends on the context. It, is it, it, oh, it's your, it's your whole house, um, which is typical. Um, it was a house built in the 80s. Yeah. Um, it, it just really, I would probably call a company and just see if they can come out and maybe etch it just to tone down the sheen a little bit. But um, just know that uh, if you go on to the, the two sites that I recommended, Pinterest and House, you're going to start seeing that brass is coming back. In fact, Kelly Worsler just did Cameron Diaz's uh, kitchen in antique brass, like the hardware, the hood, everything. So it's, it is coming back. It's not the shiny stuff, but it is coming back. Uh, and well, no, uh, the question was, are Hollywood lights still okay? Uh, no. And, um, I wouldn't say that Hollywood lights were ever okay. Um, I would recommend, are, are you remodeling or what you're selling the house? Um, yeah, for selling purposes, what I would do is eliminate. I would just have, I would pull those lights off and, um, what I would do is just get some really good looking vanity lights and then combine them with um, some recessed cans and put those on dimmers. You want to be able to control your level of lighting because depending on the type of day that it is, um, you know, you, you don't always want bright blaring uh, light in your face. The key elements to style, it, it's really about um, personal preference. You know, like I said, my I've have the client with the encyclopedia books and I've got a client who collects um, their like porcelain bells. Um, I collect art. Each thing is different for every person so that's why it's really important to just sit down and really think about you know what is what's your hobby? What are things that you love to do? What are things that you love to surround yourself? That's a great starting point for really determining what your style is and um, 
starting to hone in on, on the things that you want, the elements that you want in your own home. And that's going to help you when you start uh, looking for inspiration because you're going to know or have a better idea of what you want to look for. Are there any other questions? Great. Well, um, I want to thank all of you for uh, being here today. Um, I want to let you know, uh, encourage you, if you haven't signed up for our newsletter, I would definitely recommend that. Um, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just under um, Facebook is just under AB Home Interiors, and Twitter is um, at the Amanda Gates. I've also uh, got a great collection of boards on Pinterest. If you're interested, that is also under AB Home Interiors. And the blog. The blog is a terrific place. Um, I've been writing on the blog now for five years. It's got a plethora. It's like the Bible of information as far as um, everything from style to color to uh, some decorating do's and don'ts and great tips and tricks. So I would definitely recommend um, going there. So, and you can also find us, um, the website, which is, um, it's about to change, but, um, it's currently abhomeinteriors.com. So again, thank you everyone for coming by today. Um, I look forward to seeing you next month. We're doing a color class on March 10th. Uh, I believe it's also at 1 p.m. So, uh, be sure to come by for that because we're going to, uh, have a, uh, basic, uh, basic training on color 101 and how to pick a color palette for your home. Thanks so much everyone. Thank you to everyone who opted in for the recording. I couldn't believe how many of you signed up for it. So I want to thank you personally. And if you do have any questions um, regarding the class or have personal questions about your own spaces, be sure to email us at info at interiors.com. I hope you've enjoyed this class today as much as I have and be sure you can find us uh, as I just mentioned on the course um, Facebook or Twitter and you can also find us online at abhomeinteriors.com. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.